welcome to Mother of Abundance, the place where ambitious, caring mothers can find information on how to live your best life. So whether you're a mother who's growing a business, climbing the corporate ladder, studying for a qualification or an at-home mother while striving to be the best you can be, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Zena Gooding Broderick. you've made it through the book and you may have noticed that I didn't put music at the beginning or the end of the book because I wanted it to be for you the way that you read it you can just put it on a playing list listen to it all the way through if there was a certain part of the book you wanted to focus on whether it's organizing your life effectiveness or balance or living the life of a mother of abundance. I wanted you to be able to have that flexibility. Um, Even if you wanted to just listen to the whole thing all the way through, that's the reason I've left it that way. So I hope that has worked well for you. But I did promise you that it's a deluxe version And in saying it's deluxe, we're going to cover a couple of the things bit by bit and work out how are these tips actually practical. So, for example, the organise your life section, we're going to go through that one first. And it's all very well saying stay organised and reading a book about being organised, but how practical and how applicable is that to you in your life. And drawing from my project management background, I like to think about what are the risks to you being able to do and achieve your goals. And let's just mitigate those risks one by one. So just to start with setting short and long-term goals for yourself, your family life and your ambitions. I did mention that a lot of people fall down by setting goals that don't include their family themselves. It might include professional ambitions, but it doesn't involve the things that really matter most because professionalism and having a job, that seems to be something that we're programmed to aspire for from school. So whether it make sure you're good at your exams, make sure you focus at school. Then when we're coming towards the end of our school career, it's focus on a university place that's going to get you to your career. There doesn't seem to be much focus in that about being a happy, balanced person outside of your career. So yes, you have the career. Hopefully you look for a career that's going to keep you happy because that's so important. But then what do you do when you're at home? So it's really important to have goals that are about you and what make you happy outside of work as well. So whether it's building healthy relationships that are there for the long term, friends, family, 
boyfriends, fiancés, husbands, if that's the way it progresses for you and if that's the style that you want it to have, it's so important to do that. So when we get to have our ambitions or we're working to our ambitions, it's really important to factor in the home life. It's so important. Otherwise, as I've written in the book, people are only planning for half a life. And that is not the goal here. The goal is to have a fulfilling life, one that we can be proud of, one that we can look back on when we're old and say, yes, I made mistakes, but they were really few and far between because I learned from them. I didn't keep repeating the same mistakes over and over again. I was learning, learning and growing and enjoying my life. And I was setting a really good example for my children. I've written about the SMART goals and the SMART goals are important, but I wanted to put in this bonus episode about David Heiner and he talked about having big, massive goals that aren't necessarily measurable. He made a valid point, I feel, because he was talking about if people made measurable goals, realistic goals even, and all of those things that keep you grounded, then great, massive, ambitious goals would never happen. And things like going onto the moon wouldn't happen. And Tesla's inventiveness wouldn't come to fruition. Fantastic, wonderful, never done before feats would never be done because they are unrealistic. So one of the things he says is have unrealistic ones, set big, massive goals, And I have to say, I'm quite a huge fan of that. I don't know anybody in my circles who had a podcast when I thought about having a podcast. So I think it was over a year ago, I went to a blog on conference with my mother, who's also a blogger. And I made sure that I went to the podcasting tutorial and I learned so much there, but I didn't have anybody in my circles I could speak to or ask. So perhaps this wouldn't have been a realistic goal for me to have a podcast. So sometimes stretch yourself, think about things that are a little bit outside of your comfort zone when thinking about your goals and the things that you'd like to achieve. Don't be too limited. You can plan the strategies to achieve your goals, create your list, create the little steps, baby steps that will take you towards those goals don't be intimidated by your goals, be excited by them. I can't stress enough how sometimes when we are intimidated by our goals, then we just like rabbit in the headlights and we don't make much progress, but chunk them down into little baby steps. And I have talked a little bit about having your strategies to achieve your goals. They are so important. Don't keep them in your head. Don't keep those ideas in your head. Write them down and look at them from time to time. And even if you get a little bit exhausted by thinking about your goals, because they're a bit scary to you, break them down a little bit more, make them into smaller sized, more manageable chunks, but try and work on them a little bit every day. David Heiner, he's such a fantastic person to look up. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes so that you can have a look at some of the the talks that he's given. 
even if you work towards that task, maybe 30 minutes a day, that might make it way easier for you because you know that after that 30 minutes, you can rest your head. Part of being organized is recognizing that you do need to chunk things down, set aside time. If you don't set aside time, the likelihood is your goals will not be done. That thing about striving for greatness and not compromising is so true. And you might have people outside of your circles. If you're lucky enough, you'll have people inside your circles who can inspire you. I wrote right at the beginning of this book, the very, very beginning, I did a dedication to my mother and my sister because they are in my circles and they are people that I could aspire towards being like. My mother, she was a single parent, you know, she didn't have her own family around to help look after us. We used to go and stay with our paternal grandparents every now and then, every Sunday we'd go and visit them. But that was it. So during the school holidays, we were with my mum. My mum had to work through her goals. She really wanted to be a graduate. So she was a single parent student for a few years. And I've done that myself. That's not easy. But she was a realistic role model that I had in the home. So I didn't have to go too far out to see what it's like to see somebody who's striving. And my sister, such a wonderful parent, real balance inside the home and outside the home, and was able to work with her husband to make sure that she had the sort of grounding that she wanted with her children during their early years. For me, that was an aspiration because with my eldest son, I had done the whole grafting whilst looking after a child, studying whilst looking after a child on my own. But my sister did staying at home and that was her ambition. And for me, it was a viable ambition, which is why I do not limit the term ambitious when it comes to being an ambitious mother. If you want to stay at home and raise your children, for me, that is a viable ambition. So I leave how you frame the term ambition up to you. It's not up to me or anybody else. I want to talk a little bit about counteracting procrastination because this is a real problem. You can procrastinate because you are fearful of your goal you can also procrastinate because you don't even know where to start. I want you to think long and hard about what is it that's going to prevent you from starting, from continuing and from maintaining a good habit of working towards your goals. Because if you don't do that thinking, if you don't mitigate those risks, you're not likely to, you're not likely to achieve your goals. And that's not, that's not the end game. That is not the end result we want. We want to make this as easy as possible. Making it as easy as possible is not cheating. It doesn't have to be blood, sweat and tears. There is another way of doing this. You can set yourself up for success. Think about things that make you procrastinate. For me, sometimes it's fear of missing out. I might want to watch an Agatha Christie thriller instead of knuckling down to writing. The things I procrastinate over are not necessarily to do with 
professional ambition, but I like a tidy house, but I don't necessarily like tidying up. So let's talk about mitigating those risks. I know that I, my husband, he's fantastic. He loves clean clothes, but he's not so into the whole folding them up and putting them away thing. So often we're left with a mountain of clothes and I find that a little bit boring. So in order to mitigate that risk, I know that I need to set aside time to listen to my podcast because I I am a podcast consumer. I'm not just a podcast creator. I also love listening to podcasts. So I need to set aside time to listen to podcasts. So then folding the clothes becomes more about me time than chore time. I highly recommend that you find a way to enjoy the tasks so that tasks become more about you time and less about the actual task. So if you've been putting off writing that book, I've put in here, you know, setting up your workspace, lighting a candle, put on some relaxation music, set aside time to read some really good books because that might get your creative juices flowing. And that's not you sitting around being lazy. That's actually work in accordance to your own work style. So set yourself up for success. Set aside time to organize your time. I like to do it at the beginning of the week. I do that on a Sunday. Maybe it might be a Monday morning. I plan my week ahead. I check all of the things that I have to do during that week and I make sure that those things get done. Now, however you want to look at being organised, reread that section of the book. It's just 15 hacks. I've kept this book nice and short with you in mind because I know a lot of the people in my audience are busy people. So I'm not giving you a telephone directory book to get through. Chunk it down, listen to the first episode. It's only about, I think, 10 minutes long. You can put it on replay. So you're listening to it over and over again, or you can even put it next to this episode, however you want to set it up in your player so that it suits you and your personality style. Think about using your the power of your mind, create flexible schedules and to-do lists that work around you. Don't become a slave to your schedule use online resources, make this as easy for you as possible. My to-do lists are switched up. My schedule is switched up. I make sure that I work my schedule around me and not the other way around. You know, you've got your fixed tasks. Like when we go back to school, it will be school times because I'm recording this during school holidays. When we go back to school, you'll have to factor in the school run. If that's something you're responsible for, you'll have to factor in sleeping and eating because they are non-negotiable. You will also need to factor in exercise. Everything else has to fall in around that and becomes your variables that are flexible in accordance with your personality type. So, That's it for this episode. I just wanted to go through some of the things that can help you be organized and some of the things that can impact on your ability to be organized and for you to get 
the things that are important to you done. If you have any questions, I'm sending a link to the website, themotherofabundance.com forward slash categories forward slash podcast so that you will know where exactly for this episode you can write your comments. That's where I'm going to be looking for comments because I know it could be on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all the rest of those places. But I keep the comments quite focused so that I know exactly where to pick them up. So I'll be looking for those comments on my website. If you have any questions, please, please, please ask them. I am going to be checking there frequently so that I can answer your questions. What is it that stops you from being organized? Maybe you are a naturally organized person. You organize yourself differently to how I've recommended in the book. I would love to hear from you. Perhaps you are not a naturally organized person. Believe me, this has come through practice for me and it is a daily practice for me. Um, And that's probably one of the reasons why I switch things up a little bit because I make my organizational skills work for me. But if you're struggling with organization, please write that in the um, box below. And as I've said, going to send a link to where you can write your questions in the show notes. And I am really looking to hearing from you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Mother of Abundance podcast with your host, Zena Gooding Broderick. Sign up at motherofabundance.com for your free copy of the Planning Your Best Life and Living It Every Day workbook. See you on the next episode.